Here is a meditation on the scripture of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Take a few deep breaths and allow yourself to come into a state of rest as you listen to the scripture. Allow each phrase to permeate your being. Jesus said, Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How you feeling? Good? Peaced out? Anxiety levels down? I know, right? Well, actually, we can get even more comfort and guidance out of this or any piece of sacred scripture with these five simple steps of active contemplation. And we're going to hook you up so you can do it yourself anytime. At the end of this episode, you can get an exclusive link to download these steps and a collection of passages for meditation and active contemplation to help with anxiety. So this is going to be something you can pull out of your pocket anytime that you need to take a breath, which is like all the time, right? It, it comes up. So here's the steps that we're going to go through. You can see me go through them and decide whether you feel like it's worth trying. Step number one, pick a passage that strikes you. It could be, this is something that right away, I, I love this, or it feels comforting, or I resonate with it. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's something that's confusing, and you want to see, how, how is God in this? What, what is this saying about my spiritual life? Where's the comfort in this thing? We've already got our passage we're working on today, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, which you just heard, super photogenic verse, but can be even more powerful as we explore it. Step two, read it out loud to yourself. We're going to check and see if anyone's coming into the room, or maybe they'll just think like, wow, you're so devout that you're reading that out loud. Or you can say it in prayer to the Lord. Become familiar with it. Really have it, having it come out of your mouth, it does. It does do something for you. Ask, and ask the Lord for clarity, guidance, and understanding because our ability to understand anything, let alone this awesome and complex thing that divine revelation is, that ability comes from God. So unless we're saying like, okay, hand raised, plugged in, whatever it is, whatever your metaphor is, we're not going to be able to actually see it for what it is. So you got to have that step of asking. Step three, write the passage down with your own hands. This is so you can see it visually and spend some time with the words and the ideas. And you're already going to be able to do this better than me because I'm left-handed. So writing this is going to be an exercise in penmanship. All right? But it's worth it to make it your own. Okay, there we go. That looks at least like a third grader, second grader wrote it. Step four, break it down, map it out, 
diagram it, do whatever you need to get in there, ponder the individual words, how they're put together, and just see what resonates. How does it make you feel? We're just familiarizing ourselves with this structure. If I was to go in here, I would start to first look at where's the, where's the emotional resonance points for me. I definitely come to me. There's this friendly invitation. I'm going to give you rest. There's this God who is inviting you to a place you feel like you want to go. I'm gent. It's a self description. It's, it's almost like it's a, it's a plea. It's like a, it's like, Hey, tr try, try this product coming to God because look, I'm, I'm gentle and humble in heart and you're going to get rest. And there's this rest happening over and over again. And then there's the, who are we in this situation? The weary, the burdened. So this is like speaking to me in a particular state. And I would think that most people would find themselves resonating a bit with feeling weary or burdened, or maybe some of you there out there don't. But what is this? What burden are we talking about? Is it the, the burden just of having a schedule that's too full? What, what is this existential thing that across time God is saying, look, you're burdened. But also this, it gets a little strange here. Take my yoke on you. Hey, c come over to my house. It's going to be great. And I'm going to hook you up and you're going to plow my field. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And even there, the, wait a second. I thought we were resting. What's this learning? What well, we got to yoke and learn and you will find rest. So there's some, how do these things connect to each other? Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is it like, does that mean it won't be that bad? Why are we still though? Why do we have the yoke and why do we have a burden in the first place? So I'm feeling comforted. I'm feeling intrigued. It feels true. I don't necessarily feel that upset by the idea that you're going to yoke me. It seems like you're a friendly deity, but what exactly is the picture? Which brings us to step five. Search for the inner meaning. Ask, the, the key to searching for the inner meaning of scripture is to be asking, how can I apply this to my life? Because the inner meaning is like a, it's like a clam that when you're going in there and you're looking at, how can I use this to judge my neighbor? How can I use this to justify something negative I'm going to do? Shuts up. You can't get in there. The intent of scripture, the point of it is to ask, how can I apply this to my life? And then we can start to see these secrets appear to us. Speaking of that, what we want to do here is go into Swedenborg's explanation of the inner sense. And the first passage we have is from Secrets of Heaven, which directly is addressing this verse. This is Secrets of Heaven 905, talking about this. The Lord's presence involves liberty. Okay, so you might think God is gonna, here to control you, but God just showing up has freedom written into it somehow. The one is a consequence of the other. This is like a spiritual law. If God is around, we are free. The more, and the more present the Lord is, the freer we are. Okay, so this seems to be going, whatever the Lord's trying to yoke us with, because isn't it a little strange that the Lord is, Lord is saying, hey, can I yoke you? But 
if we're saying that the Lord's presence is freedom, this yoke must not be so uh, restrictive as it is when you do you know what a yoke is? Isn't that what you put on two oxen and they pull a thing that plows the field behind you? Somehow this yoke is freedom. Somehow the Lord is offering us freedom. In other words, okay, the more we love goodness and truth, the more freely we act. That is the nature of the Lord's influence coming by way of angels. Oh, so what is it? What is to go under the Lord's yoke? Is it just so before we were weary and burdened because we had our own yoke we were under and we were living our lives based on whatever impulses we had. Now we're just going to turn it over to somebody else's whims and impulses. And instead of me saying, well, I want to go over here, so I'll do it. We just listen and the Lord says, go over this way. Okay, we'll do it. And now we're in a better state. No, the Lord is fundamentally different. The Lord is the love of of goodness and truth. So to be present with the Lord, the more we love goodness and truth, the more freely we act. So when you're saying, come to me, who's the me? The me is goodness. This is what God is and truth. Come to goodness and truth, to loving what is good and loving what is true and living by those all you who are weary or burdened, and goodness and truth, which is me, which is the Lord, will give you rest. And if you think about all these times when God is talking about himself, to remember that that's the nature of God. Take goodness and truth upon you and learn from them. Now we're starting to get this sense of, yeah, there maybe there is rest in that. And this, then we get into the weary and the burden the being weary and the being burdened. What is it that we're coming from that is the opposite of this goodness? Why is God reaching out and talking to us in the first place? Saying, hey, get over here. I've got a better life for you. What are we getting freed from? Hell's influence. So if God is goodness and truth, hell is the opposite. It's what Swedenborg calls evil and falsity. This is everything negative and hellish that tries to assault us and get us to live by selfishness or by revenge or by anything that is antisocial in its way. Hell's influence, on the other hand, coming by way of evil spirits. So if the spirit, if heaven and hell are all around us and you've got angels bringing the message of God's goodness and truth, you've got evil spirits bringing the forceful effort to dominate. So this is the, this is the yoke of the other direction. This is against goodness and truth. This is what it's like to live against goodness and truth. Those spirits connive at nothing else than to put us so completely under their yoke that we become nothing and they become everything. Now we're getting the reference to the yoke. So why is God saying, let me get, get, slip under this yoke that I've got? Well, there's, a, there's an alternative, which is that this is what hell actually wants to do to us, which is total control we become nothing and they become everything. So it's almost like it's a contrast. God is saying like, hey, you're sitting there heavily burdened by negativity, by selfishness, by fear, by anxiety, and I've got a better way. Yeah, we're still 
putting in the work, but this is work you're going to love. When they are everything, then we are one of them, and hardly even one of them, but like a nobody in their eyes. So all of the negative impulses in us, just think about the way anxiety works. Doesn't it just want to completely take you over and make it so that everything you try to do, you're just totally beset by anxiety, curling up into a little ball, fearful of the next thing, fearful of the last thing that happened. That is the end game of anxiety. Does anxiety ever satisfy itself? If it's telling you, be worried about this, be worried about that, are you ever worried enough and then it stops making you worry? Or when the thing that you were worrying about doesn't happen or isn't as bad when it does happen, is that the end of anxiety? No, it's on to the next thing. It is completely trying to dominate you. It's trying to put its yoke on you and say, your life that was going to have all this potential for you to be happy and free, you're actually going to spend it stuck here in this anxiety. But God is saying, get out of there. I've got something better for you. So when the Lord delivers us from their control and removes their yoke, a battle begins. And let's return to this battle in just a second. When we have been delivered, reborn, the Lord leads us so gently by means of angels that it is anything but a yoke, anything but domination. So it's almost tongue in cheek. My yoke is mild and my burden is light, but it is, it is still a leading. You think, what's a yoke doing? It's letting whoever's, whatever uh, animals in it know, like, okay, don't keep going straight. Keep on this, this path here. Is anything but a yoke, anything but domination, through pleasure and happiness, we are led and loved and esteemed. This is what the Lord teaches in Matthew. Yes, we need to be led. It wasn't Bob Dylan. You're going to serve somebody. It may be a devil, maybe the Lord, but you're going to serve somebody. We, are, we do need to be led. We do need to be shown the way. But how would you like to do that by being led and loved and esteemed? So this battle, what is that? Because you notice it's not God saying, hey, don't worry, I already took care of this. This whole thing is imploring us, come to me. Come over here. So the battle is us saying, look, I'm going to leave behind all this negativity. I'm going to leave behind anxiety through trust in God. I'm going to leave behind revenge through love of the neighbor. I'm going to take everything that I'm holding on to and thinking that I'm controlling and put it up on the, the altar of the Lord. Like trust that there's a, there's a supreme deity who is going to take care of this. That who is the supreme deity? Goodness and truth is going to take care of this. That love is going to win in the end. That is our part in the battle is to come to that goodness and truth. And at times it's hard to push out. At times it's nice and easy. But the point, the, the end game is that it's going to be this joyful, loving life. And you might think, well, I can't undertake that. That's too much. Look, I, how, how am I going to take up the yoke? How am I going to get out of being weary and burdened, which is this is the hell trying to mess with us? Well, there's actually a number in Swedenborg where... He's addressing exactly that. This is from Heaven and Hell 533. We can see it's not so hard to lead the life of heaven as people think. This come to me, that's, that's hey, let's lead the life of heaven. Sounds like a tall order, but it's not. Okay, so then what is it? Because it's simply a matter of recognizing. Okay, here is, this is how you take the Lord's yoke upon you. It is simply a matter of recognizing. When something attractive comes up, that we know is dishonest or unfair, that this is not to be done because it is against the divine commandments. And who is 
the divine commandments, as we're just, we're learning, it's goodness and truth. That is the nature of God, goodness and truth. So if we say, this, this seems like something I'd want to do, even could be anxiety. Like, this seems like an anxiety I need to jump into. But this is against goodness and truth. It's either, it's either not right or it's just not true. I'm worried that this thing is going to happen or that the Lord isn't going to ultimately take care of me, but he is. That's just the truth. So for us to say, okay, I'm not doing that because I'm going to cling to what's good and true. That's, we're on the path to heaven. Just doing that. Just doing that even once or twice a month, Swedenborg says. If we get used to thinking like this, and from familiarity form a habit, then we are gradually united to heaven. So you, it's not going to happen right away, but you work at it and work at it, and then it becomes a habit. Then we are gradually united to heaven. To the extent that we are, how would you like to be united to heaven? What perks come with that? To the extent that we are united to heaven, the higher levels of our mind are opened. And to the extent that they are opened, we see what is dishonest and unfair. And to the extent that we can see this, these qualities can be dispelled. Because that's the whole point. You got to see what's dishonest, unfair, and push it away. And you may say, well, how do I know? It's all a gray area. Life is complicated. Right. Right. This can be part of the burden. But if we just start a little, saying you, you get to the point where you're learning from the Lord, where goodness and truth is teaching you what's next and what's the next thing to resist or, or to retreat from and gradually we get to be opened up to really be able to see in a more and more refined sense what we need to stay away from in order to be under the Lord's guidance rather than hell's guidance. And to the extent that we see this, those qualities can be dispelled. For no evil can be banished until it has been seen and the anxiety and everything wants us to not understand the truth about what it is and that we can get free from it. This is a state we can enter because of our freedom. Since everyone is free to think this way, the Lord's presence is freedom. However, once the process is started, the Lord works his wonders within us and causes us not only to see evils, but to refuse them and eventually to turn away from them. This is the meaning of the Lord's words, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So why is it a yoke? It's because the Lord is moving us along. It's like we, if we just say, it's voluntary, but if we just say, yeah, I, I want to sign up for this, then God can say, all right, we're going to get moving, and I'm actually going to pull you through this. I'm going to keep you on this safe path. And what's it all about? Well, you're going to find rest for your soul. So anytime you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious or angry or anything that's disturbing you, just know that we can reach for what is good and true. We can reach for God, and there's a whole process. This is a, just as real as any physical process, as any kind of biological uh, steps that happen in our physical development. This is a real process that God can take us down to free us from the burden of anxiety and of everything else negative that hell is trying to put into us and lead us to a place where we're happy and we're at rest and the yoke is easy, and it's moving us to, I don't know, plow, plow a field that grows good things. You, it's just a metaphor. Sorry, microphone. You take, take from it what you will. I'd just say spending a little extra time contemplating or meditating on the scripture, like we've just done here, can really help us see how powerful even a simple passage can be in our lives. I mean, this principle, can't you just map this out 
to infinity on yourself and on your situations you get into. And this is just one or two little verses. If you want to be able to do this anytime, click on the link at the end of this video to get a free download of a collection of quotes from scripture and Swedenborg. And you saw how well they work together here. This is for your own meditation and study. And I hope that you're able to, whenever anxiety is getting you down, and I've been there hundreds of times and still get there, it's a really tough thing to get out of, so we need all the tools we can get. Hopefully this is something you can reach for. And just go through this process, go through these steps, and you come out of it realizing, oh, uh, that there, there is help, and there is an easier way, and this is something that, that I can access anytime. Thanks, and I hope that you the rest of your day is worry-free and as bright, and you're just focused on the goodness and truth that's everywhere once we know how to look for it.